Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning everybody, I'm Steve and I'd like to welcome you to today's Coach House Beacon. If you visit our church website, which I highly recommend that you do, you might come across our vision statement. This sets out where God is leading us as a church. Now in as much as we have a future, we also have a past. And these are called our roots. Roots are important for all of us, whether that is as individuals or as a group. Our past experiences, whether personal or shared, are all tools that God uses in our service of him. One of the Coach House Church's foundational roots is this, transforming. It states, transform into a new person. We believe in the transforming power of Jesus to make us better individuals, to move us from a place of sin to one of goodness. This statement is based on a verse from the New Testament book called Romans, which was a letter written by the Apostle Paul to new Christians who were living in Rome. The verse says this, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. This verse was a favourite verse of one of the former pastors of the Coach House Church. He quoted it often because he recognised that people needed to change. He recognised the pressure that the world around us exerts on our lives. And he recognised that as Christians, we need to move away from the ways of the world and towards the ways of God. As it says in our values, to move us from a place of sin to one of goodness. Different versions of the Bible sometimes use different ways to translate the original version. Paul's letter was written in Greek. And because language is conceptual, it can sometimes be difficult to express the original meaning in English. Our pastor used to like using one of the other translations which adds considerable meaning to the verse. That version says, Do not let the world squeeze you into its mould. Now this adds understanding as it goes further than just saying don't be like other people in the world. It is more than a war- more of a warning that if you don't take some sort of positive action, you will be dragged into the world's mould. So what does this positive action look like? How can we take steps to avoid falling into the world's trap? Jesus said, the road to life is narrow, but the road to hell is broad. One road is easy to navigate in a crowd, especially if you are all going the same way, in the same mould. The other is difficult. You have to concentrate on the road, as it is easy to fall off the edge and go the wrong way. So how do I stay on the right road and not get swept up by all the people going the other way? The 119th Psalm gives us all the information we need to not only stay on the right road, but to be transformed. 
Psalm 119 is well known as the longest chapter in the Bible. It has 176 verses, divided into 22 shorter segments, or stanzas, of 8 verses each. In its original Hebrew, each of the 22 sections started with a different Hebrew letter. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, hence 22 stanzas. In fact, within each stanza, each of the eight lines begins with the same letter. Even in English, it is a wonderful account of a young person's desire to walk closely with God. Now, despite it being the longest chapter in the Bible, it is really easy to get something out of this psalm. This is because each of the 176 verses stands alone. By that I mean that you can read just one verse and then think about what that verse is saying without needing to read a lot of other stuff to be able to understand it. Each verse reveals a little about God's character. So what are the main pointers that we can take from this psalm? Well, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Remember the road to life? It's hard to follow a road in complete darkness. A light, to be able to see where your feet are, is vital. And the psalmist is telling us that it is God's word that is our light. Bible illuminates our way as we read and study it. The verse just before this, 104, says this, I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. The psalmist has recognised that the Bible tells him the difference between right and wrong. By doing this, he has become aware that there is a real problem being on the wrong path. So much so that he declares that he hates the wrong path. He can see the pain and anguish that can result from being on the wrong path and rightly fears it. Verse 130 reinforces this idea, saying, The unfolding of your words gives me light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now to get to this stage of understanding, however, we must first make a choice. None of us will ever accidentally read the Bible. We must make a conscious choice to read it. And another conscious choice to put it into action. In verse 30 the psalmist says, I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart upon your laws. In verse 7, the psalmist has put some effort into learning what the Bible says. He says, I will praise you with an upright heart, as I learn your righteous laws. A pilot has to learn every part of the manual for flying an aeroplane. When a problem occurs, you don't have time to read an instruction manual. You may only have a few seconds to respond if you want to avoid a crash. As a Christian, you may find yourself in a situation where your knowledge of God's word will determine how you respond. When you respond correctly, it will, like the psalmist says, result in praise to God. In verse 15, the psalmist sets out his plan. He says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. 
In this verse, he is saying that he wants to think about the things that he reads in the Bible. He wants to look at himself and compare what he sees against the character of God. If we do likewise, we will always find ourselves coming up short. Any truthful examination of our lives will always reveal a yawning great gulf between ourselves and God. The psalmist knew that he had strayed like a lost sheep and asked that God would come and look for him. Well, the good news is this. God answered the psalmist's prayer, not just for him, but for all mankind. That gap which exists between man and God can only be bridged by one person, and that person is Jesus Christ. The psalmist described himself as a lost sheep. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I lay down my life for the sheep. That gap that we can see between us and God is the result of our sin. And by laying down his life for us, Jesus paid the price for that sin. Only Jesus can bridge that gap. And to cross that gap, we must do so in Jesus' arms. For most of us, the teaching of the Bible is very different from the things that we have been taught as we grew up. Everything around us, TV, the internet, books, newspapers, it all teaches very different ideas and concepts to those that Jesus taught. 2,000 years ago, Paul understood this when he wrote his letter. 3,000 years ago, the psalmist also understood this. Some things never change. But there are two things that must change if you want to spend eternity with Jesus, and that is your heart and your mind. Paul wrote, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The psalmist said, Turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes from worthless things and preserve my life according to your word. Let this be our prayer for today. It's in verses 36 and 37 if you want to look it up. May God turn our hearts, minds and eyes, and transform us by the renewing of our minds. Amen. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.